So imagine if they hit a quick one here. From the corner, trying to inbound it right to Loveridge. He can shoot it. Front of the rim, pulled down by Cook. And now they just let it go. The game is over. And the Blue Devils are on to the regional final. I think they're going to shoot. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the Dave Doskow Podcast. <laughs> Did you think that game was over? April Fools, everybody. Yes, that was the controversial Duke-Utah game in which was there, some, there was some hanky-pankying and some score tampering and some nonsense. All stuff we'll be talking about tonight, but... Since we've been talking about basketball for two weeks, and I don't like this to be a predominantly sports-oriented show all the time, and as uh, little Scotty Gorenstein puts it, it's the pop culture of sports that I am interested in. We're going to talk about several other things this evening. But it is uh, the first day of April as we are taping this for the week of the Final Four, and hopefully spring soon. My guest today is the lovely and talented Mr. Alan Klein. Well, thank you, Dave. Hello, Alan. Hello. <laughs> well, thank you, Alan. That's from The Odd Couple. But I'd be talking about Alan Ludden. Oh, well, you're different, older. Thank you, Alan. Slightly older. And he's Alan. dead. And he's dead. Alan uh, used to, uh, or still does, work for the uh, GLAD organization. Well, is that true? I, I did. Uh, that was uh, many years ago. I was the uh, first communications director at that great organization. And uh, for those of you who don't know, who follow this show as sports, that is the gay, lesbian, and something else. Yes, there's a lot of different things. What else is it? It's uh, the Gay and Lesbian Alliance Against Defamation. I like when it's just gay, lesbian. I don't care for the transgender stuff. Yeah, we've added the T. Oh, you did? So yeah, now it's yeah, called glad no, no. Actually, that that would be that that would be hard to say, which is why they didn't add Let the T there. there. Yeah, yeah. I don't care for that. No, and I, I don't, don't know why. Why? Why? You know? Come on. You know? Do you know how difficult it is to me for to accept gay people in my community alone? That I got people that want to. This Bruce Jenner nonsense. I mean, what's going on here? Well, you, you, yeah. We're asking you now to accept the T. Yeah, All you've right. done the G and the L. It's a good. It's it's good. You're making progress. You know, when I go down the street to Lips. I uh, sometimes I, I deal with it when they're serving my food. Uh, I'm okay with that. I've always told you that I can tell when a, a woman, a man dressed up as a woman, is a man because they smell like a man, which is not good. <laughs> Isn't that an Irish Spring commercial? I don't know. They smell. They they have a worse odor. You know, I mean, like a man smell, like a sweaty smell. That's the only way I can tell when they're men. Well, also that there's a difference between drag queens that, that you're seeing at lips and transgender people who are people that are b- born into the wrong uh, gender. Listen, it's a, it's a long let's thing. Let's just talk about lips again. Now, that Shall place, <laughs> that's the Lucky Chang's of its day now, right? I mean, oh, now that, that place, it's too bad. That, that's gone. Lucky Chang's? Yeah, that was, that was, that was fun. a lot of For fun. For a period of time, we used to go there, I guess, quite a bit, and then and then I couldn't believe it was still around. The, f- the food wasn't that great, but the drag was fabulous. Right, right. <laughs> the food was pretty good, actually, too. It was good. It was, it was okay. okay. It was yeah. okay. It was okay. It was always a good time. Uh, the fir- I never forget going there the first time, and nobody told me the gag, and I'm like, "Hey, that girl's hot, and like, you should talk to her." Really? 
And she, I, I believe she she liked you too. Duh. <laughs> Why wouldn't they? I mean, I'm a very big tipper. <laughs> and you know show tunes. And I'm talking about my cock. What? <laughs> Um, anyway, uh, before we uh, get the show going, we have breaking news. Breaking news. Cynthia Lennon is dead. <laughs> you just you just wanted to play that breaking Duh, news theme. I'm not an that idiot. is that is some great breaking news <laughs> uh, song. There. Thanks. That, I've been working funny. on it for quite a while. Uh, I just read today Cynthia Lennon is dead. That's John Lennon's first wife. I did not know that. I, I didn't know she was dead. That's why it's breaking news. Well, I mean, I didn't know she existed. She died only an hour ago, taping this on Wednesday. And um, the reason why I bring it up because normally you know who who really cares? But, well, who knew? Well, everybody knows now. Yeah. It's trending. Because she's dead. She's dead, and she carries the last name Lennon. Right. But in doing the research on her, it was quite interesting to find out what an asshole John Lennon is. I don't know. You know, now people are going to be looking up, you know, just today, you're looking up, oh, let me see about this, Cynthia Lennon. Let me see a little bit about it. Mm -hmm. Wow. She was abused. And I'm talking about literally and figuratively. I mean, he used to hit her. He used to smack her around. Imagine. And he was... Yeah, a guy like that, right? Yeah. But obviously dealing with... We know John Lennon had a lot of demons growing up. And obviously he just let that go. He also cheated on her with Yoko. And again, I bring that up because she would leave the house. The cleaning lady told her. Like, oh, Mrs. Lennon. <laughs> That's how she talked. Of I mean, course. No matter what to, to country walk. you're in, they all yeah. talk like, Mrs. Lennon, I heard... I've seen some horrible things. In the- I don't know what accent that is. That's just it's cleaning lady yeah, accent. Yeah. It works for me. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but apparently, she found out that way. She go and if I was Cynthia Lennon, I'd be like, no, no, that's just she's a groupie or an artist. She'd hang. I would never ever think my husband John Lennon was cheating with this ugliest hag jerk off I've ever seen in my life. I'd be like, nah, nah. They're just why would he like that? As opposed, well, I you know I haven't seen pictures of, of Yoko, uh, no, of, of Cynthia Lennon. Well, Cynthia. let's just assume she's better looking than Yoko. Yeah, that's a that's who's a disgusting safe on the inside and the outside. That's but, if you're a, a Beatles fan. But what a lovely voice, huh? Right, right. I mean that too, right? So triple threat of nightmarish hell, and this woman ruined so many lives. This Yoko. And apparently, John Lennon, I, I have it here. Um, first of all, she, this poor woman, I think they met at art school. So they met way before he was famous, which is always, this is why I'm not married. So, so he was an artist before he was a singer. I guess so. Hmm. And um, the reason I'm not married is because I know, you know, I'm going to be big, you know, when I'm 70 or 80. Why would I want to get married now? Because I can get the cream of the crop once I'm 70 or right. Forget about it, right? Well, what if it works the other way around? But that's a whole other thing. What do you I mean? Suppose. What if you got married? If if getting married was the thing that, that put you over the top? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's the way it's going to go down for me. It's uh, <laughs> God hates me, clearly. So uh, anyway, so they got married and they had to keep it a secret because they didn't you know, want John Lennon to be married. It makes sense. I mean, you know, that's it's a smart business uh, el- Eligible, move. right. Eligible bachelor. I mean, even as much as American Idol... Three years ago, I remember Simon Cowell going to this kid going like, you know, you just made a huge mistake showing everybody your wife because it was a cute kid. He ended up winning. Is that why Ryan Seacrest's not married? Duh. And because he's gay. <laughs> right. <laughs> but um, the 
the housekeeper of four years made various claims based on what she saw while living at their family home. She claimed Yoko would pay visits to the house while Cynthia was out of the country and said the singer started to lose interest in his wife five years after they wed. Mm. But that makes that's every man. Yeah, exactly. He only agreed to pay her like seventy five thousand dollars in the divorce, and she bumped it up to a hundred thousand. But then there was a stipulation that if John and Yoko had a kid, he only gets half of that. The kid in his trust fund, Julian Lennon, right. would get a hundred thousand. But if they had another kid, he only gets half. So they had another kid, Sean. So he only gets fifty thousand. So no wonder he hated his dad. He hates Yoko. Julian got way screwed in every level. Absolutely, that, that's terrible. It is really horrible. Like you'd think, like if you're a dick to your wife, and you're John Lennon, and you have money, and you have it all, and you've been nothing but an asshole. Like for instance, um, wait, I want to say the uh, during the the dur- this is a during the flight back to England, whatever wherever they were, Lennon got very drunk on scotch and coke and confessed he had been involved with other women during their marriage. When he's talking to Cynthia. He went on to detail his liaisons with groupies, friends, such as Joan Baez huh. and some journalists, and thousands of women around the globe. This is what he's telling his, his wife. What an asshole. True, but I mean, you know, he's a, he's she, a big star. She got it. She got it. She, she said, you know, it's like, I, I understand it, but right. you really have to, is this conversation necessary? Right. I mean, he's, I throw, he's shoving it in her face. Right. So, uh, but it's always so funny because then they say, he suggested that she take a holiday in Greece while he was busy recording the White Album. It's just so funny when there's an iconic thing and in, statement involved with the way I'm going to be recording this little album. I you know, maybe you want to take a vacation so I can get this. It, it, listen, I mean, it was a, if it was Rick Springfield and he's like, listen, I, I got to record Jesse's girl. So why don't you take a vacation? You'd be like, what a fucking asshole. But this guy's recording the White Album. Now you got to give him a break. You got to give him a pass almost. He's well, like, I look, su- I, I got to concentrate. And that, now you want, now you feel sorry for him. But he really did physically abuse her and stuff. See, and that, then, that's inexcusable. This poor woman, she, like, then she's staying at this house in Greece, and then the friend made a pass at her, and she's trying to fend him off. I mean, this woman. Unfortunately, so she like didn't this, treat. She didn't cheat on on him. Then. No, she tried to push this guy away. He was like, "It's like, hey, why don't you stay at my friend's house?" And then he made a move on her. Like this poor woman had a horrible existence for a period of time. She married four people. She must have been a mess. This must have fucked her up really good. But the good news is, what I when I was reading about this, and again, anybody can read this, and it's interesting. Apparently, McCartney is a major gentleman. Because McCartney, after he found out that they, you know, all this nonsense and the, you know, the divorce papers and the, hey, you can have the kid. That's the way Lennon was. You, you can have the kid. You can have Julian. McCartney came over on his own and said, hey, you know, I just want you to know I'm good with you guys. That's a separate thing. I still like you guys. I'm here for you. And he wrote Hey Jude on the way wow. over and said, listen, I got a song, too. I mean, if, you, if it'll make you feel better, I got a song. That's a, a real talent. That might be uh, popular 30, 40 years from now. You don't know. You don't know. What would have been nice if he's like, also, I'd like to give the proceeds to Julian because I know he's going to get screwed. He didn't do that, though. He didn't go as far I, as that. He, yeah, he didn't. These guys, they must have had some Judaism in them. In the, uh, they didn't uh, part with any of their cash. Uh, <laughs> is that racist? Uh, uh, no, it's, uh, yeah. <laughs> and Actually, she, she was we like, are, you know, we are, we are a, che- a cheap breed, I guess. Cheap tribe. Yes. It's just, it's, it's, uh, what a dick. 
I just I feel bad for this uh, this woman. So she died. Uh, she died with no money. I mean, is she, I don't know. She, she married three other guys, so I'm sure she got money later on. But from '62 to '68, it sounded like um, she lived kind of a nightmare existence. Because remember, they had to shove her in the back. She, right. you know, because they're like, no, we can't tell anybody they're married. Once it kind of got out, groupie started living at her house. You know, in her stairwell, waiting for her. Well, that's something that, that Yoko never accepted. Yoko never ne- would never be pushed to the to the to the side. And yeah, that's it, for sure. In, so, that in some respects, everything. that was right. That was that was it's the undoing. cool in a way for her. But what a whore! And uh, you can't. I don't know. You really can't blame Yoko in a way did, either. Did it's she all break John's... up the Beatles? I mean, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Well, I think yeah, it's a fact. But I mean, but John also let it happen. I don't think he cared. I think he would. He'd probably leave anyway. But. Obviously, the guy was a mess. Yeah. But he had a lot of demons from growing up. We all know that. I don't want to give him a pass because I'm saying if this happened in this day and age, he would it'd be like a Bill Cosby thing where he'd be just, you know, like, you're an asshole. I don't care what you've done. You're mean. You're cruel to women and you beat them up. Well, that that there's no way he would have gotten a pass on that uh, had it happened today for for sure. But right, I mean, the fact that a, 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 a rock uh I, idol, a rock star, yeah. uh, had a lot of uh, had a lot of sex with a lot of different women. That's that's not a surprise. No, no, no. Of course not. Of course not. And you know what? Um, it's like what I say about uh, President Clinton. I say you get to that status, you're allowed to have sex with whoever you want, and your wife has to just take it because you're the president. And it can go the other way around. Once the woman's president, that seems like that should be. If you can become president of the United States, you should get whatever you want. That should be your prize. And, and you even can sleep in the with o- anyone, and everybody's okay with it. Even in the as long as it's consensual. I, I think so. You're and right. Even quite frankly, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you're the president, I don't know. It seems like that should be your gift. Well, we'll see what happens uh, if, if, if uh, Hillary makes it in. Uh, what what she does? If will she have sex in the Oval Office? I don't think she will, but I would. Uh, I might have sex with her I, <laughs> do you think she's hot i like when her hair is longer yeah works yeah. for me plus you know she's powerful she's extremely powerful men uh find that kind of attractive actually they don't i was just trying to be polite you, you seem to though i don't you don't no that's uh, always a turnoff to most guys huh i i know it's a sexist statement just saying it's kind of true no no but uh, is that really the, the case i think so for you men men are they're intimidated but i don't think it's a turn on in, in, unless you like dominatrix. Uh, yeah, but even thing. then yeah. you don't want somebody to... Yeah, that's a totally different thing, mm-hmm. but you just don't... I don't know. Men can't handle when a woman is more powerful than they are. Um, and women don't particularly... I mean, I don't know what this is going to sound like, but I don't think women like it either. I don't think women like when a man's not... Uh, like, it, it'd be difficult for a successful woman to meet an ordinary man like myself, uh, you know, like a slacker. I think they'd be... I don't think they could handle it. Well, you know, it's interesting because I, 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 women say they want to take charge, but I, right. I, I see a lot of times, uh, particularly in, in marriages or, or close relationships, where uh, the, the, the woman definitely wants uh, the guy inexplicably to say, oh, let's, let's do this or let's go out to dinner here. And, and uh, I, I, don't, I don't know why. Well, they also, they want... You know they want uh, like they want like a house husband or some maybe or something, but then they I think they tend to resent it later. I think it works for a couple of months and then they I don't know I guess it depends on the individuals, but maybe I'm just again thinking old school and the uh, 
way I've been brought up and I have well, to it's just like relationships. I, I think that in any relationship, uh, you know, you get, you get it to the point where each person in the couple is, is saying, uh, you know, so what do you want to do? And the other person says, I don't know. What do you want to do? And that goes on for, you know, for the next, how do you know? 15, 20 years. Well, because I'm in one, you're you know in a that? relationship. I am. Well, you're not married though, because well, gay people can't get married. Well, Dave, actually in, in, in New York state, one of the states that we can. And so I've actually done it. Breaking news. <laughs> Gay people allowed to marry in New York State. Now, is that only in New York State? No, there, there, are, there are other <laughs> states, Dave. I know. Now, I've been living in a, on Mars for a couple of years. Now, now, you know, there's a building downtown. Yes. That there's a big gaping hole in this area over by uh, where, where the World Trade Center used to be. I just flew back into town. That's what I did on uh, September 12th. I'm like, oh my God, what happened here? It's a big Like, hole. I've been out of town. Yeah. <laughs> out of town. <laughs> yeah, I was living for, on for Mars years. for a little bit. For years. And uh, I just came back and I, all of a sudden everything changed. I don't know what happened. Okay, let's move on to um, an interesting topic. And I'm glad I have you here today. And this is why I actually thought of you. What do you know about this new Daily Show host? Have you heard the nonsense? Well, you know, this is, this is, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up in a way because I don't know. I've never. I, I hear he's very talented, but I've never seen his work. But uh, I, I, I never actually heard of haven't him before yesterday. Uh, but but I have seen uh, that there is a controversy. Indeed, uh, many people say that he's uh, sexist and anti-Semitic. Uh, and anti-Semitic, which is um, an interesting development. I am uh, I am perplexed on the subject, being a somewhat comedian of some sort. You know, whatever. I hear you're very funny. Certainly, my friends are comics and. Um, you know, I like racist humor, and I'm very racist on this show many times. You know, I, I, I kind of feel bad because the tweets that he's doing, I may... The last two, three episodes ago, I started with the, the Jigaboo music because of uh, the Lady Gaga with that, that reporter. Right, I remember hearing and, um, you say that. Yeah, and then the... Uh, the uh, I scolded you, as I remember. Yeah, well, I can't help myself. I find that funny. And then this one, of course... There will never be a nigger at uh, SC, I think. SC, what is right, it? I, Whatever I, it is. Yeah, that was, uh, so I open my shows right. with that, and I think that's okay because I'm going to make like a funny twist on it, but maybe it's not okay. So this guy writes, almost bumped, this is one of his tweets, almost bumped a Jewish kid crossing the road. He didn't look before crossing, but I still would have felt so bad in my German car. I mean, it's not all that funny is the problem. Well, if I wrote it, well, actually, no, it's not. Yeah, it's, it's not just funny. Not, it's just, I mean, honestly, that's the problem. That, I think right. it's not that funny. Right. And we, we get that. And the, a lot of Jews won't buy German cars because of that reason. So it's so and what it's you're old, saying is, it? you asshole, you bought a German car. And then you're talking about running over Jewish kids. Not funny. Right. So um, he, somebody tweeted, the more you fear something, the bigger it appears. He wrote, so I must make my women fear my penis. That's funny. That, that's, that's I can a, see myself yeah, I writing see that. You, I could see you writing that as well. Right. Here's another one. You can tell how angry the Chinese kid at the factory was by how hard it is to open the packaging. Uh, that's not funny. No, it's not. I like the I, I see what he was getting yeah. at there. Me too, but it's not funny and little, it's not well little worded. Little fingers, little fingers perhaps. Is that not... what it was? I thought it was something else. I don't even know. No, you know, they, they... I didn't even get the little fingers thing. Probably, yeah, because they well, hire underage people. Underage, uh, uh, Chinese kids to in the, in the so then the I think maybe he's just being an equal opportunity racist but right. then the way we're looking at it now these just aren't funny and if it's not funny 
it doesn't work. Looking at how successful are the Kardashian women are, I don't blame Bruce Jenner at all. Now, that could be okay. But the way he's wording it, they're not funny. No, no. I mean, if you're going to do dirty material, it has to at least be funny. Right. Um, oh, yeah, The weekend. People are going to get drunk and think that I'm sexy. Fat chicks everywhere. I don't get it. No. A hot white woman with ass is like a unicorn. Even if you do see one, you'll probably never get to ride it. These are horrible. Yeah. And they're they're pretty old, though, from what I understand. They are old. Yeah. Yeah, but they're old, but they're, you know, they're old. And my material is still classic. It holds up. Well, you know, Dave, I I have to tell you, I've been hearing this material (laughs) since 1982 and I still laugh. I laugh every single damn time. But let's look at an example of like somebody like David Tell, who we both find extremely funny. And he we are pals. He's our pal. Right. And. You know, sometimes when I do his old material to him just to make him angry, because he gets really <laughs> mad. David Tell is the kind of guy, and if you know him at all or if you've seen him, he can't do a joke more than twice. I mean, he hates that he has to go on stage sometimes and do stuff from his album. But I've told him before, but don't you remember when we were kids? That's what we want to see. When I went to see Rodney Dangerfield at the Garden State Art Center in the 80s, I wanted to hear him do every line from the No Respect album. It's weird but then when you think of it and you grow up and you become a comic you can understand why elton john doesn't want to sing crocodile rock anymore or something you know because right. you do too much but that's what the people want but also for you i think it's 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 it's, a, it's almost your own satire you you like well, satirizing me, I, yes, yourself that's me yeah but like atel likes to come up with new material which he does when i go see him at the comedy cellar on a tuesday night at one in the morning he's got 20 minutes of new material i mean that, that is amazing that's but amazing. he pushes himself almost to the point where working on a TV show with him is a nightmare because unless it's already shot and put in the can, he's changing it up to the last minute and not making it extra funny. He's just, he can't finish it. Some people have a compulsion to overwrite. That's why he always needs a Greg Fitzsimmons to produce the show, to tell him, Dave, stop. Stop. It's good. I promise you. He needs somebody he respects. That's what happened like with the gong show and, he didn't have that on a lot of other shows, and it, and it takes its toll on the rest of the people there because they're like, come on, it's good. It's really good. Most of the time, Dave Attell's first joke is better than most people's seventh attempt. Sure. I mean, he, he's... So he's what of his old material? Like, this, this is a really old one. He's got... Um, I don't know how that cop knew I was... I got pulled over for drunk driving. I don't know how the cop knew. Maybe it was that blender on my dashboard. Now, that's an old <laughs> joke. He would never do that again. And that's, right. it's still really funny. It is. And especially if you think of old Attell. So if I'm saying I'm thinking of four-year-olds Trevor Noah, it's still not good enough. You know, and, and the thing with, with Twitter is Twitter is, as you know, a really hard platform to do comedy on. What do you so mean, if, as I know? What the hell is that supposed to well, mean? Well, you were on Twitter is all You didn't I'm see saying. my tweet today? I don't remember what it was. I must, but it I must was confess, I did not. I'm sure it was very funny. I don't remember what it was. But 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 you know you know as you know to to construct anything on on Twitter with 140 characters is is difficult as hell, and to do comedy's got to be exponentially more difficult. So well, not for me, but I see what you're right. saying about others. Uh, but how about this one? South Africans know how to recycle like Israel knows how to be peaceful. Now that is a complete diss yeah. on Israel. Like, That's he an editorialization. Like, it's not even trying to... It's not even masquerading as a joke. He, no, it's it's bad. It's bad. Right. No, I, I, again, I don't want to... Somebody's got Jewish jokes like that. I'm, I'm good with it. I'm making fun of blacks. I'm making fun of Jews. I'm making fun of Asian people all the time. I mean, that's, that's what well, we I have, do. I we take no the problem. risk. Yeah. But this clearly says Israel is the, the problem. 
with the Middle East. That's what he's saying. But the Anti-Defamation League says they're very kind, and they say, we wish Trevor Noah success at The Daily Show, hopes he keeps it funny without engaging in jokes at the expense of Jews. I think that's polite. That's incredibly classy. Yeah, it's classy. Yeah, I know. I thought that was okay. Um, But then again, he's got this other one. I don't even know what this means. Messi gets the ball, and the real players try to foul him. Oh, I guess it's a soccer guy. But Messi doesn't go down easy, just like Jewish chicks. Yipes! That, that's yeah. That's... Can you make that joke if you're not Jewish though? That's I guess that's no. What it I comes think you from. have to. I think I think by Jewish? law you is must black, be Jewish. Is he a black Jew? Is this another I Sammy don't know. Davis? Uh, it's not good. No, it's it's not. And you know, and I, I, it's difficult to criticize comics, right? And and but so, I don't know him at all, and I don't right. know him from being a comic, and he's just a good-looking correspondent from the Daily Show who's not actually a comic, but he's why did John why did John Stewart uh, leave? No, why 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 did he bring him in? I mean, he had to have a reason. I mean, oh, I don't know whether John Stewart had anything to do with it. Oh, I mean, John okay. Stewart's leaving. What does he? How how does he get to choose? I thought he got to choose his replacement. No, I don't think so. I think maybe he got to choose his replacement when he took the hiatus to direct the movie, but I don't see why how even that would be in any kind of contract or anything. I mean, they have to be like, fuck you, you're leaving. We don't want you to leave. How dare you get to choose a replacement? Right. Unless his plan is to choose somebody so bad that they're like, John, we need you. But that's going to be the case anyway. He's beloved. And and also a brilliant comic. Yeah, it doesn't make this, this decision doesn't make a whole lot of sense. You, you would have expected there to be, uh, well, it's like picking the president. I don't think they knew. Isn't what a, people were going to uncover. True enough, but I mean, isn't this kind of a Conan type pick? Yeah, well, but the, but they found that to be that it works because they have that guy in CBS who nobody knows, and right. he's doing okay, and seems like a likable guy, and apparently he's got no past problems. I the thing is, if you, it's like just like what you said at the beginning. If you're going to be a comedian and you're going to tweet, be funny, right. and he's not funny, and if no. and John Stewart is brilliant. And he's always been brilliant since the day that I've met him. And he's never not been he, really he great. Him. And whether he's, like, f- still funny or not, like, I mean, because maybe... Are his, there people that think he's not? I mean, he's... I think Well, he's, he's not the same person he was, maybe. You know, it's like... I mean, he's still funny, but he's not as... You know, he just doesn't have the edge, maybe, that he had. But he's still... We still know he is funny, and he was funny. And he'll always be funny. I mean, he's still a, a nice person, oh, and... And a great, but this guy yeah. we know nothing about, but now we know he's not funny. So, yes, we know that quite clearly. Yeah. Uh, you know, in, and that Israel comment is a little much. I mean, maybe that. I guess we're all we can all take sides on that, but uh, I don't know. That's a that's a tough one. You know, I had trouble. I was thinking about that Netanyahu and how he won, and I was talking to somebody the other day because I'm like, I- am I crazy or is he? You know, like, do I have it wrong that he doesn't want to do something and? I guess it's a controversial topic where people didn't want him because he wants to make a, you know, oh, a two, he doesn't want to make the two state. And I'm like, well, I'm okay with that too because it seems like the everybody just they just want to attack. So he's trying to prevent that. And I, I don't. I guess this is so controversial. And so this is not sure. the kind of show I usually do. Well, no. I mean, I mean, I, I must have it wrong, and I don't know the facts. The thing, the thing with the thing with Netanyahu is he's he's always been a hawk, which means he's you know more prone to want to engage uh, the uh, the other side uh, militarily. Uh, <laughs> 
whereas whereas a lot of people in the state of Israel want more um, diplomatic solutions employed. So I know, but how do you do that when all the other countries want to just beat you up? Ain't easy. Yeah, so like, I don't know. Like, like making a hey, joke on Twitter. Did you ever see the commercial he made? Somebody showed it to me uh, when he was running this year uh, about being a babysitter. No, I it's didn't. It's so brilliant because it's really funny. And if a candidate did that here, he'd probably be thrown out, which sucks because everybody's so serious here. But it shows you the kind of humor they have over everywhere else, I guess, except here where everything, you know, we're reading this guy's tweets from 2011 because we're so uptight about it, including myself, because, you know, that's the way it is. He has a commercial where he's babysitting for this couple. like, And it's really funny. Like if you, Netanyahu, Netanyahu is... babysitting. Look it up. We'll look it up on YouTube. It's hilarious. It's his campaign to run for president. And we're supposed to believe that he's, you know, he's moonlighting as a babysitter. It's something like that. I can't remember the premise. I just, you know, it's in, uh, they have subtitles. My niece does that too. And it's, yeah. I mean, she's a head of state. But it's, it's really funny. And for him to take it to that level like that is, you know, up against this campaign where everybody's angry at him and stuff and just do that like a day before the election uh, I mean is, it, is, it a to- is he babysitting like a stranger for, down the block is this a, yeah, a, no, a, relative, just, a family relative no 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 it's just you're looking into it too much it's just so a funny a, he's commercial just, okay. he, somebody asked him to come over he also babysits on the side yeah it's funny it's very funny <laughs> now let's uh, speaking of funny <laughs> did, any, did you see the roast of Justin Bieber Let's get back into what this show's all about. I, I want you to know, I, I I was going to, and I didn't actually see it, but, you know, because, I, well, I don't really like Justin. Oh, no that's okay. Like, Nobody does. No one likes Justin. Oh, my God. And why did they He's roast the a guy? Person. That, yeah, so why did they roast him? There's two reasons for that. Number one, it's a great roast person. I mean, the guy is a mess, you know, and he's got so many things. He urinates in public. He's, you know, his dating thing, his fact that he's just an asshole, the, the eggs thrown against the house. Right. Every day there's a new thing of this jerk off douchebag and he did it because if you see his last thing that he says after he does the roast he apologized to everybody he used it as as a forum to publicly apologize and say please like me so so this was a way for him to 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 repent for all the shitty that's things exactly he's done. right that's exactly right and he had this strange if when you see it or even if you look online he had a very strange face on it, his puss on his face like the whole time it was really weird he's so a you, weird you think guy. his 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 people made him do it and he didn't really want to or maybe he didn't understand what was happening well that all. could be it the we guy's don't not know. a mental I mean, guy, yeah i don't he's think he's kind very of a bright midget, right yeah so whatever the case may be our good friend jeff ross was there and i was upset only because every roast jeff ross tries his material out on me and it makes me so happy And I laugh like a hyena, not just because I have to, because I find Jeff Ross to be one of the funniest. I mean, this is what he does. He is the king of the roast. He's the king of the one-liners, and he's really, really good. He's not David Tell. (laughs) Well, it's a different kind of thing. But it's a totally different kind of thing, and he is good at this. I mean, you know, he's really good. And I, I tell you, I worship when he tries out the roast jokes on me it makes me so happy whether at his house so it's or kind the of cellar. a compliment that he it is a compliment yeah. and it makes me really happy and he's done it for joan rivers and for jack black and you know a bunch of other people and i, I can't tell you how much i like it and it's very difficult for me a lot of times to keep it a secret because i want to share because some of it's so funny the howard stern one he did right. so i remember um he had that one where <laughs> I, I, oh, I don't remember now. I can't. It was something about Robin. Well, he had a joke like this. Let me read some of his jokes. Um, this is a, a one that everybody was talking about. Lately, a lot of people have been pointing their fingers at you. He's talking to Justin Bieber. 
And those are just lesbians showing the barber how they want their hair cut. Hey, now. <laughs> so Lena said he looks like that's perfect because he does. Yeah. He looks like a, 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 a either a cute lesbian or a cute young guy. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you can't tell. Selena Gomez had sex with you, proving Mexicans will do the disgusting jobs Americans just won't do. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if Anne Fr- he went to Anne Frank's house and he made a pretty bad comment about right, that. I remember goes, that. You know, if Anne Frank had heard your music, she would have Ubered to Auschwitz. <laughs> <laughs> See, only Jeff Ross can do I know, Holocaust said, material right. quite that way. Well, That's then he says, brilliant. even when you went to Anne Frank's house, there were fans waiting for you outside. I wish they were the same people waiting for Anne Frank. <laughs> oh, my God. Now, now what, was there a cutaway to Justin Bieber's of course. face? And, and what, what did he say? Sitting there with a dopey look on his face. Nobody I'm cares. sure he didn't understand. The right, he doesn't understand. Jokes. He doesn't understand well, he Auschwitz. Didn't, he didn't he know, know what the Holocaust right, was, right, please. Right. I, I know you'll never end up like Kurt Cobain or Amy Winehouse. Respected. <laughs> uh, then he said, oh, then he was talking about Shaquille O'Neal. Shaq was the original two chains because that's how he was brought into this country. <laughs> see, now, see, right so there, he, he's doing the all right. The right. all American. I mean, the what, what do I call it? What do I do? Um, memo way says it. Uh, the all around racist. You know, right. right. You're picking on everybody. Um but he can get because here's the thing though he can get away with it because he's funny right you know and he's then he funny said, he said this about that guy from the Fast and Furious movie that died Paul Walker move bitch get out of the way is what Paul Walker should have told that tree <laughs> he's like too soon too fast too furious <laughs> I think that one was cut out actually uh, and then Jeff Ross right is that Kevin Hart or did Shaq take a shit <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> I mean did he cut that out or did that make it in I think that made it in <laughs> I, well, you know, if Uber to if Uber to Auschwitz made it in, yeah, that's now, brilliant. Now here's now As I don't know whether you I know can this, say that, but the the hero of mm-hmm. the the night for real was Martha Stewart. Martha Stewart, nobody knows why she was there. <laughs> balls to the walls. She we know Wait, she's she, got balls. She roasted Justin Bieber. Bieber. That's right. You're kidding me. Yeah, and she was amazing. And uh, I think Jeff Ross. I don't have the joke, but I think Jeff Ross said. Um, Something about uh, I, I can't remember. I, I just can't, I can't even grandma. believe. Like, how did they even think to have Martha? Uh, there was a reason they said why, and uh, I don't remember. But Kevin Hart says he described Martha Stewart as having more street cred than Ludacris and Snoop Dogg combined, who were both on the panel because she did more jail time than both of them. And that's <laughs> that's so funny, right? <laughs> that's I mean, it's amazing. But Martha Stewart, let me tell you something. Martha Stewart did one of the hardest toughest things in stand-up comedy that there is now whoever was writing her lines for her you know wrote lines but they were long and drawn out and she stood there and did it and waited for them to develop and you know jeff ross it's easy everybody else had one-liners and that's something i don't do and that's always been a problem i do the long drawn out stuff and that's why you've never heard of me before because people don't have patience so for her to do this is even more ballsy than being there. So these are some of her jokes. And when I say jokes, I mean, they are, you got to let them play out. As we all know, he's talking about Kevin Hart. As we all know, Kevin is one of the biggest stars in the business right now. When he finally got his first big paycheck, he spent $150,000 on a watch. I forgot the term for that. It's not African-American rich. It'll come to me. Justin, you know the word. Uh, I mean, that's... Amazing, right? I, you know, and, and your your timing has to be perfect in order to deliver. But it wasn't. 
but it was still good anyway. That's I mean, her timing's not great. She just said it. Well, she says everything in that monotone. In that monotone voice, but people went with it, and it worked. I mean, that's risky, too. That's really good. you got to give her a lot of credit. I know you're all wondering why I'm here tonight. It's because Martha Stewart changes people's lives for the better. Like Shaq, for instance. When Shaq bought his house, I was the first person he called. The house had 13 bedrooms, and I helped convert eight of them into refrigerators. (laughs) I believe the bedroom is the most important room in the house, but I don't have to tell you that, Ludacris. You have three kids with three different women. May I suggest pulling out sometime and finishing on some fine, highly absorbent Martha Stewart bed linens? Oh, my. Wow. That's funny, right? People are already laughing before she says the line, so a person that's not in show business might stop and ruin it, but she went through it. What do you, what do you People call People are already laughing when she says pull out sometime, and she's got to finish the joke and it's tough because you know what do you call it when 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 it you know one joke has has a bunch of punchlines uh that's i don't know it, it is amazing right it's a bunch of well that's it's it's being a good comedian actually if you can do it but she's saying it all one the way i'm doing it i'm doing it the way she did it and it still evens out now listen to this one let's get to the reason i'm here tonight which is to give justin bieber some tips to use when he inevitably ends up in prison <laughs> i've been in lockup and you wouldn't last a week so pay attention the first thing you'll need is a shank. <laughs> See, there, people are already laughing. I made mine out of a pintail comb and a pack of gum. Yeah. So she ke- people are laughing, and it's, she keeps going. It's really good. It reminds me of Betty White doing it in the Mary Tyler Moore show. You know, it's kind yeah. of funny. It's so simple. I found Bubblicious works best, and it's so much fun to say. When I did my stretch, all the hood rats on my cell block wanted to break off a piece of Martha Stewart's ass. So I decided some bitch needed to get got. <laughs> I walked into the chow hall, picked out the biggest bull dyke, and I stuck her. (laughs) From then on, prison was easier than making blueberry scones. Shaq, I hope your mom still doesn't hold a grudge. <laughs> this is br- well, it's brilliant, right? It's absolutely brilliant. The, the thing is, I want to know who's 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 writing that. Yeah, that's well, it's really usually this guy David Feldman, who's one of the greatest comedy writers of our time and a great comic. But I did not see his name on this roast, and he helps everybody. It's really interesting. He's brilliant, and he also writes up my favorite show that I talk about all the time, the Jack and Triumph show. And this guy, David Feldman, he was a brilliant comic in his day. You know, on this show... He's an older comic. Then. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, when I say older, he's probably five years older than us, but he's like, right. Yeah, Maybe much, he's in, much he older. in his 60s. I don't know. <laughs> so, but the funny thing is on this show, I will call out bad comics, and I do it all the time. And I was talking about this Mulaney and all the guys here, the Rachel and David. They were like, no, he's great. And I'm like, well, listen, the show sucks. He might be a good comic. I don't know. So I will tell you. So when I like somebody, when I respect somebody, it's a big deal for me because I will call it out. And I will not sugarcoat being like I don't think he's funny I'm sorry I'll just say it so this guy David Feldman is a real really funny writer you know I don't know whether the stand up for me it was because I thought he was really good but he is the guy that writes most of these lines so one day when we were doing the Jack Black one uh, Jeff always calls me over and he's like can you help me I can't write a joke I cannot do it I sit with him and I'm like I can give you some topics because I've worked with him on The Burn and a couple of, he brings me in the writer's room all the time. But what I do got, you mean you can't write a joke? You've I been can't doing material write a joke. For, for a million years. Not, Alan, again, this is why nobody's ever heard of me. This is why I only have like, you know, a handful of listeners. I I don't have punchlines. I can't I can't write a joke. You know, I get lucky sometimes. The only joke that I ever wrote I've been using and sometimes I use, but it's one of those ooh, you know, like things where I go, um, I had an imaginary friend growing up, um, but he died in nine eleven. 
<laughs> I don't even know why he went to work that day. Now, that's a joke that is the only jokey kind of joke that I ever wrote. And it's one of those too soon, possibly. Maybe. Jokes, but right. It's funny. But it's something, you know, it's risky for me because I usually just do imitations of Michael Caine all the time, you know. So well, yeah, doing I, a joke I think like the, that. Your delivery is the punchline in a lot of instances. Well, that's what I always hope for that maybe, you know, I'll be able to. That's why I think I'd be good if I had writers. I, I know how to deliver a joke, so it's okay. But, um, so when, I'm, so when I, Jeff always asks me to come over, I just sit there and I basically, it's better if I just laugh at everything he says. Not on purpose, just because it, you know, whether it's, it's funny really or funny. Not. So we were on the phone with this guy, David Feldman, and, uh, you know, he was, you know, he helps everybody out. Jeff doesn't need a lot of help, but he helps everybody. He helps, that's his job. Right. He calls everybody. So he's a comedy and, fixer? Well, it's his job. He's a writer on the roast, and he has to call everybody. And I guess they have a couple, but he will call. He might be the head of it, and he calls everybody to see where they are and to check the jokes and see if you know, so oh. people can run it off with him too, because they respect him. What a great! And gig I'm talking to have about too. Jeff respects him, and Sarah Silverman respects him, because then I was at Sarah's and she was doing the same thing that night, and he called there too. Wow! And it was funny to be in both places where he kept calling every. I'm like, who is this guy? You know, but it was amazing because they all respect him, you know, which was cool. That, that must mean he's a, a pretty brilliant yeah, comic. He is. He is. Um, let's. Um, I want to move on. It's a uh, 40 minutes in. I'm, I'm not going to the second half of the show music, but I want to talk about. I must talk about the final four uh, before. We, and I have so many other topics I can go through today because I, you know, for two weeks I've been bent up or pent up rather, where uh, you know, just been talking about sports and. I never know. You know, it's funny. People that don't like sports, they seem to like this show anyway. I can't tell you how happy it makes me. I, I like this show, and I'm not a Thank sports you. person. Yeah, right, right. As, uh, You're not you a sports know, guy. My sister times. tells me, um, my friend Aaron tells me, like, they don't care for sports, but they like the show, and that makes me happy because I'm trying to do a show for people that don't like sports. But I like to talk about sports, and I listen to the sports station because I don't like when they talk about stats and stuff like that, and I hate when they talk about baseball, but I just like when they talk about nonsense and stuff and I don't know like the I've, pop I've, like Scotty's the pop culture is sure I've, I've listened like to part. you talk about sports on the show with your guests and and I find it interesting where in you know listening to the radio listening to other people talk about sports I, I generally tune out yeah so well thank you that sure. makes me really it does really make me happy now the the clip that we played at the beginning of the show uh I'm gonna play again because I want you to hear this now l- let me tell you what happened this is unbelievable okay you know I'm a gambling man. <laughs> yeah, somewhat, yes. So I bet... Uh, first of all, let me just say, uh, I have a clip on this show, and this was... Um, let me... Wait, 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 this was... I think this was it. Let me see. Yeah, late night game, I guess, is Duke versus Utah, and that's only five points. I'm taking that. Michigan State, Duke. Taking Duke minus the five. There you go. I am all in. All in on Duke. All right, so that was my prediction. And this was my other prediction. Yeah, Michigan State minus two over Oklahoma. I am there. That's the one. Michigan State minus two over Oklahoma is the bet of the week, people. Friday night, Michigan State minus two in Syracuse. Yes. (laughs) And then after that, of course, I go, yes. Um, So, yes, I got all of those right. Oh, you were? I, was I got them all right. You. I won some good money this weekend. But here's what happened. I was sitting home Friday just because I'm a mess. And this is why I probably don't have a girlfriend or anything. But Friday night, I'm sitting home. I can't move from the TV. I'm sitting there and I'm watching. And basketball is the worst thing to bet on of all time because it always comes down to the last five seconds. Everybody's always close. And you're like, if you're, you're an idiot if you bet on it. But uh, I'm an idiot. <laughs> I'm making it clear. 
So Michigan State wins. You know, it took a while, but they won and they covered, and I was positive of that, and they beat Louisville. And as, as anybody who listened to the show that does like sports knows, I was on Louisville, and because I'm betting with my head this year, this this year, um, this bracket, you know, whatever this season, uh, I said now I'm now it's time to go against Louisville. As I said in my bracket, which I may win because I have Kentucky, Michigan State, and Duke in the Final Four. I had Arizona going over Wisconsin, but that was out of spite because I hate two people that I know that went to Wisconsin including your sister who I hate and I wanted harm to come to them and that's why I picked Arizona she likes you I know um, I'm not mad at her I'm just mad at these other two so people this is because this is voting with your I mean uh, uh, betting with your head yes no well not that one that's why I, I messed that's up otherwise saying. my bracket would be perfect anyway so here's what happened with Duke I put it in a parlay because as you heard on the show I was going for it strong a parlay which means both have to win right. otherwise I win nothing so Michigan State won. I was just waiting for Duke. And then I put extra money on Duke because I said I put my money where my mouth is. Duke minus five points. They must win by six. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Even better. It was five and a half. Five and a half was the line. It went up to five and a half. Wow. Here's what happened. Duke won the game by five. Okay, wait, by five points. But here is what happened. So imagine if they hit a quick one here. From the corner, trying to inbound it right to Loveridge. Now that's the other team trying to score in the last minute, but they don't. He can shoot it. Front of the rim, pulled down by Cook. And now they just... Now listen for the horn that ends the game, but just before the horn, with .7 seconds left, you can hear a whistle. Let it go. Did you hear the whistle just before the yeah. horn? That it it was so messed up because you can hear it on this. That was a foul called with 0.7 seconds. Now the game is over. Anybody watching at a bar, <laughs> the game is over. Right, they wouldn't have heard the whistle. If you at all. bet Utah, you've won. If you bet Duke, you've lost because it was five and a half. Wow. So if I'm at a bar, I'm buying everybody drinks because I can't believe that Utah held on the five, whatever. All of a sudden. The the players leave the field. They leave the, the court. Mm -hmm. the, the coaches shake hands. The game is over. All of a sudden, five minutes later, they bring the players back on the court for this kid to shoot two more free throws. Oh, you're kidding me. Because they said he was fouled and they have to do it. And the kid... So I'm sitting... This is not... Hap this never happens to me where I can get this lucky... It always ends like something like that to me where it's like I'm going to lose on the stupidest thing at the end. Right. I can't believe it. It never works out in my favor. And I'm like, this is not happening. This is only – and because normally I would bet Utah, and I'm like, this is not happening. This kid comes out to shoot two free throws to, to make the spread to go up to seven. He misses the first one. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me. But he gets the second one, and Duke wins by six. And Vegas loses millions upon millions of dollars because all the suckers that we call them bet Duke. Everybody was betting Duke. So, so the bookies had just won a fortune at Utah, and then all of a sudden... They lost. They lost. Now, here's some of the tweets that came out. This, the, for anyone that bet Utah plus five and a half like me, this has to be the biggest screw job in the history of sports betting. I mean, people were pissed. So this is really happy. unprecedented. I mean, this... Uh, it's very rare. I know, I've uh, never uh, heard anything uh, about to, it. Uh, 
I mean, has this ever happened before? Where where the where the um... it's happened in football a couple times, but I've never seen it as blatant as this before. Like a couple times I've seen where they have to come back and kick the extra point, mm-hmm. but this time, and this is the worst part: the kids in Utah are distraught. They've just lost the game. They're you know they they played really hard. They're asked to come back onto the court so Duke can pad their score. Just sitting, they're not defending. They just have to sit on the line and watch the kid throw throw the ball. At that point, can't you say you stay in the locker room, let the kid do the ball? Right? I mean, why bring the losing team out to suffer? We're not. Not only did you lose, we're going to make you convinced that you definitely lost, even by more points because we it's, suck. It's humiliating. It it's is humiliating. Be. And then uh, I bet Duke twice. How about the last second? Hey Utah, come back on the court so millions can win their wager. That's like somebody saying, my buddy is at the Mirage in Vegas, said the place went wild as everyone bet on Duke. He said eruption happened on the foul call. Like, people couldn't believe it. It caused a million-dollar swing with parlay liability to the bad. MGM vice president of race and sports told ESPN. Wow. Because ESPN was there like, you know. uh, First of all, all four favorites covered the spread in Friday's action, leading to the Vegas sportsbook worst night of the tournament because earlier in the week so how they, bad does something like that really hurt them though and it, it doesn't that bad they just hate to lose they right, hate to lose so they're furious the house hates to lose the house hardly ever michigan loses. state 62 to 58 win over oklahoma was particularly ugly for the super book because four times more money was wagered on the sports everybody took the favorites you know because uh i don't know you know and gonzaga covered also and but it says, don't feel too bad for the books because Thursday, when all the 12 of the 16 games the underdogs covered, they made a fortune. So, yeah. so But, um, yeah, I mean, it's just uh, it's just a, you know, for a guy like me, that I couldn't even believe it. I couldn't wait to get on the air to first say, I told you people, you know, like meanwhile, like you heard me say, you know, I told you Duke was going to win. Meanwhile, they won with no time on the clock. <laughs> And it was just... That's I amazing. Mean, well, you must... I mean, w- was everybody just going crazy when this happened? Well, I, I was by myself. But like I said, if I was at a bar... Think if I was at a bar, I, not hearing the announcers... Do you think they would have touched, uh, turned the TVs off uh, thinking the game was over and then somebody might have said, hey, look... So, Absolutely. You know, they do that all the time. They Yeah, they do it all the channel. time because Nobody, so, it was so, on CBS. You're not going to keep the news on. So, yes, they absolutely would turn it to like ESPN or something like that. So let's just say they keep it on. You're sitting at the bar. I'm buying everybody drinks already. I mean, I've done this a hundred times. And then all of a sudden, you're watching... The noise is on. The, the, the TV noise is off. Right. So you're watching the kid for three throws. You're thinking, oh, this must be a replay from earlier. And then all of a sudden, it's you're starting to figure out... Or maybe you leave, and then you go online to look at your money, or you go online to look at the score, or you read the paper the next day because you're so loaded. And you're like, wait a minute, that score doesn't seem right. And then you even call your bookie, and you're like... You got this wrong, buddy. <laughs> you Utah won, you know, and they're like, didn't you see the end of the game? What? I mean, can you imagine? There must be people like that. I mean, usually degenerates check, but there's got to be a couple of degenerates in the bar that were that wasted that probably weren't paying attention. Well, don't you get like the, you said, the TV turned off. Don't you off. get the ticker on your the, on your phone? Yeah, that's the thing. But you could be looking at the score and you can't. You're not adding correctly. You know, right, for me, right. I can't add. You know, I always have to use that tip calculator. That's right. <laughs> I thought that's just because you're a Jew. Uh, well, no, Jews can add. Oh, that's I'm true. I'm a horrible Jew. Yeah, me too. <laughs> me too. And speaking of Jews. Let's go to our next theme. Now, this is our television theme, but I do want to say one thing. 
and I have been waiting to talk about this for two months already. I've oh, already God. I had the exclusive scoop, but I waited for today. Uh oh. Because it's Passover related. Oh. I don't know whether you heard this, but Strikes Matzah is moving to Jersey. I did. Now, don't be alarmed, Alan. No, I, don't I, be alarmed. I know because they 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 had a factory in the Lower East Side. That's for right. A- ages and Since right near twenty five. I lived right right near there when I lived on Norfolk Street. That's right. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, and, and, uh, and, you know, it, it was like a it was a seasonal smell. You could smell <laughs> the Passover matzah this yeah, time of year. What kind of smell is that? There's not. There's no kind it's, of smell. There's nothing it's a, to it's it. It's a it's a it's a yeasless bread smell. You know. But I, want, I think I wrote it's a lovely smell about it because it's I, a smell uh, of summer. I mean, well, a spring rather thing. spring. When I, I had this article, because I wanted to say, like, um, you know, like, who cares? First of all, you know, like, well, I mean, I know it's a thing, but they say the um, it's when the way they say that it's made, uh, they're like, this stripes. What makes stripes so good? Oh, wait, I did write it down. So wait, hold on. I wanted to read it. Yeah, it does taste um, better than other. No, I, no, I no, can't no, wait but, to hear this. Yeah. Hold on a second. I have it here. I'm always a little disorganized. Oh, that's OK. Even today I was very organized. You know, it's it's just the things things like this leaving the city, you know, are kind of the death of New York in some some ways, or at least that's how some people uh, talk about these uh, these you know New York institutions leaving the city. Yeah, I know. And this is after ninety years. Here it is: three million three million pounds a year from four converted tenement buildings, each six stories tall. That's how much it takes. To wow. make which doesn't make any sense when you think about it, because what is matzah? It's nothing, and they, <laughs> they, they, and what they do, I, I don't have it here, but I know that they, oh, strikes is different than all other matzah. <laughs> it sounds like a Passover yes. question. In the way that they layer the dough, six hmm. to eight times on each side, it becomes less dense with more crisp and snap. Wow, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Matzah's no, stupid. I, I don't know. It's I I, I like the crisp and, and lame. S- uh, the crisp and snap. That is very gay, actually. It's, <laughs> it's a maybe they should try rainbow colored matzah. Do you think there's really different feels to them? I mean, who cares? Matzah sucks. You know what? We'll have to do it a matzah. Sucks. We'll have to do a matzah taste test. Well, that's the thing. They you know when they have those onion matzahs and stuff, that sounds nice. But they also say that there it's possible they could be screwed because, as they say, for New York City bagels. Oh, the water! New York City water could be the difference. Absolutely. Listen, I only use striped matzah because it comes in a pink package and I like it, and it makes me think of home. <laughs> oh, I'm making. I don't a know why people li- think you're gay. I don't know why either. Plus, I'm making a matzah lasagna on Saturday, which <laughs> is apparently, as my niece would say, to die for. <laughs> Um, mm, yeah, sounds, it's actually pretty good. It's the only thing uh, my niece loves. Can you make it with real cheese? I mean, yeah, I can make it meat. with real cheese, but I, well, I mean, yeah. the meat and no, it's, the, no, it's, there's no meat. No, no, I know, but you're gonna serve it by itself. Oh, uh, that's yeah. I can't make it. I can't serve it with right. when my mother is there. Yeah, but um, that's very. I never for heard bringing of, that up. It yeah, me, well, but on Saturday we're not having any meat dishes. So then my sister's coming here, and we're gonna maybe I'll just keep the microphones on. We'll just. Uh, you know, I think that'll be a great show, actually. Here. But uh, yeah, I um, I make a nice matzah lasagna. It's very nice. I've never it's had a, that. It's I've quite never good. Even heard it's, of you it. know, instead of the pasta, everybody you, you don't know. I, I use matzah instead of the pasta, and it's a convenient. You can't use matzah, you know, square you can't use pasta. Yeah, but that's kind of it amazing. Looks just like it tastes perfect. You know, the funny thing is, the way I make matzah, I'm sorry, the way I make lasagna, right? I actually make because I was brought up kosher. I still have trouble cooking unkosher foods you know my mother's voice is in my head every day no mine is too and it has nothing to do with kosher food right you know what i'm talking about i don't have to tell you no mr alan klein cynthia klein is in your head (laughs) rhoda is in mine now um 
I make uh, lasagna with no no meat, but I make it with the Morningstar Farms sausages, which is a vegetarian soy sausage. So that I use instead of the meat, and I love it. I mean, I think the taste is good, and I make it for people, and they seem to like it, unless they're lying to me and just saying, God, just because lasagna is hard when they leave. But I think they like it. It's a different kind of flavor, but I use that instead of the sausage. So technically, I see no reason why I actually couldn't put that in the matzo lasagna, but I keep it just in case... You know, there's a couple of troublemakers around. It sounds unbelievably good, actually. I don't want to pull like a George Costanza, put the lobster and the eggs, you know, for anybody (laughs) that that I'm not mad at yet. Uh, Anyway, that's what I wanted to talk about. I wanted to, uh, you know, I always like to talk about television. Well, yeah, I, and, I, I uh, know you, you love that. I cut the cord. Uh, I know I you did. It, probably, it drives me crazy. Everybody has. And uh, I so still expensive. am the only person still talking about ratings on the network shows. However, uh, less, for, first of all, I want to talk about how this is interesting. Uh, there is a show coming up Easter Sunday called, uh, the I don't know, so the Bible AD. Something Jesus-y, right? Yes. And it, it got huge ratings when they did it, I think, on the that History Channel. That would make it Jesus-licious. Now they're making uh, very well done. Are you Trevor Noah? Because um, that's the kind of comedy you're. Uh, I'm going to put right that now. in a tweet. <laughs> Don't fuck it up even more. Uh, <laughs> um, so this show, AD or whatever they're calling it, the Bible, it's like a continuation that Roma Downey is producing with Mark Burnett. Mm, right. um, oh, wow! And it, it got killer ratings. I mean, kill ridiculous ratings when it was on pay cable. Now they're putting it on CBS Easter Sunday. And it's going to kill, but yes. it's going up against. What do you think it's going up against? What's on every Easter Sunday during Passover? Oh, Ten Commandments. Exactly. So let's what? see how this plays out. Jesus against Chuck. One's on NBC, one is on ABC. Well, you know, this, I mean, this is the classic, you know, Jesus versus Moses I know. Thing. This is going to wow. be legendary. Now, my guess is the Bible, I mean, you're talking about a brand new, you know, Jesus piece going up against a 1955 you know, continual showing like Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Right. So I don't know, you know, I mean, I but I guess it's going to be the Jews against the Catholics, you know, because we'll see. We'll but see. Catholics, My guess is Catholics NBC like will it, score. I was surprised. I, I thought maybe ABC would flinch and not show the Ten Commandments since it is on Easter Sunday. I know they always show every Sunday during Passover, but I thought maybe they would back off, but this they're, not. Very, they're not. This is going to be very interesting. Up. I know. It, it is kind of interesting, wow, I wonder right? who will win. I don't know, but you'll find out next week. On the Dave Troscow Show. Anyway, this week, ratings-wise, Empire wasn't on. Now, Empire, I don't know if you know, Alan, Empire's on Fox. It's the black uh, show, and it is... Oh, you've talked about this Yeah, it's a a music industry. uh, It's it's very good, actually. I've seen it many times, and I like it a lot. And it's killing in the ratings. It's getting football numbers. Not Super Bowl numbers, you know, but it's getting uh, Sunday night football numbers when Peyton Manning plays. 6.9. This week, it wasn't on. The highest rated show was The Voice at 3.4. Think about that drop Wow. Off, right? It's amazing. That's right? amazing for Fox. I can't. Yeah. No, it's amazing. They're have they, have they had the shows? I mean, is this, is this something uh, unprecedented? It's unprecedented. It is unprecedented mm. ratings. These are unbelievable because the next, the biggest show on television is The Big Bang Theory, and that drops off to about a three. Really, so Empire's getting—it's ridiculous, and 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 the popularity of Big Bang is is growing. Yeah. So that's that's amazing. That's yeah, amazing. So The Voice was number one. Modern Family moved to number two, and then The Voice on Tuesday was number three. Now the basketball games went four and five, so CBS did really good. And then sixty minutes um, was very smart. I don't know if you saw it last week. I did not. Oh my god, it was a great episode. They. Uh, 
did a thing on the cure for cancer, which they do often, but mm. this one very brilliantly took place at the University of Duke. Uh, oh. That's where they're doing the studies with Duke playing. Were there any that bets afternoon. on this uh, on this segment? <laughs> no, but I don't. I don't know whether that was. I think that was the smart move, but it came on right after the basketball game, so they um, they had that they had to be that. intentional. Oh, of, of course, but um, th- it, it was an amazing. Uh, they have a cure for cancer. They, I mean, at, without saying they have a cure for cancer, they now put the polio virus into a tumor. They hit. A, I, I'm, I'm saying the words wrong, but they inject right. a tumor with the polio virus, and that is working and breaking wow. up tumors. And they are in phase one of this thing, and it has killed one person because they maybe more, but they raised the dose too much. Right. They tried it on the first person. They tried it on tumor broke up and she's in they don't want to say she's cured but she's in full remission they say that's amazing tumor's completely gone wow. to see the x-rays um so then they tried to up the dose and that person unfortunately died so they have to get it right right you know they i mean they feel bad well, it's a, but these it's a are the people that are going to die anyway so they've agreed to they have agreed to, to do it this one these girl trials. who is a nurse and went to nurse who's cute cute as can be had a brain tumor it was over they injected it with this polio vaccine. They're trying it with other types of cancer. I'm surprised They're I didn't see. With, I'm surprised I didn't see uh, this um, written up more. I know it's amazing, and it just you know just they just did the piece on it Sunday, but they've been following it for like a year or so, and they probably oh. didn't want to break it out until you know they could see the recovery. But they show you the recovery of the people, and it's you know it's like if you've ever seen a movie, you're waiting for these people to become zombies, you know, in like uh, <laughs> next year that something horrible is going to happen. But right now, it's killing tumors, and that's, uh, that's it's amazing. And they're amazing. trying it on uh, lung cancer and other things. Well, you think you think about it, you know, the the where medicine has been, this this idea of cutting things out of you. That's that you know that that seems so medieval. In, oh, in it, a way. if you see any Star Trek episode, you know, it it seems like when Bones just uses this little tool to the repair an artery, like in Star Trek Four, he, he even says, "You're like." What is this medieval times? Now put away your butcher knife and let me save this man. And he yeah, he says it to the Klingons. He has a thing that repairs an artery, you know, and it makes sense. Like, why don't we have that? You know, it we seems should. like it should be easy enough, but obviously it's way in the future. But um, what what this thing does, and I just I can't believe we're talking about this serious on the show, but um, it it makes the your immune system wake up when it detects the polio virus. It makes your immune system attack it. It's very smart. So, it seems yeah. like the most obvious answer for a cure for anything to make your own immune system fight it. Unlike what AIDS does the opposite to, right. it, you, immune, you know, it, yeah, it, you, they found a the way to take one of those diseases and then it thinks it's attacking the polio thing and the tumor and that's it really, seems really to be great. working. So crazy, right? Well, I just, I, just, I, I, I that's amazing. I, I think there are a lot of things that should progress more rapidly. You know, taking, I took a flight, uh, uh, yesterday and you know and we've also Lee and I've been watching old episodes of the Twilight Zone and you know when anything flies in the Twilight Zone it's usually UF you know these flying (laughs) saucers with a with a you know round sphere in the middle that spins and you hear the colored lights you know and the thing but I sort of feel like you know you know jet planes careening through the air shouldn't shouldn't we have advanced right shouldn't we have one of those circular things yeah we should have something that just floats and makes a strange you know music when it flies shouldn't we have that now well I guess we don't probably need the music but you're absolutely right it does, you're right we should have something that uh well i guess they're planning on going to mars this howard stern had this girl on the radio who um 
signed up to go oh, right, to right. there are people Mars. actually signing up but is, he it, was like I have to know what is your that story true is. though I heard that, that there was a hoax involved in that whole hey, thing he talked to that woman and she was one of like 60,000 people down to 100 people and she's oh. still on the list and I don't know. It sounds ridiculous. You know, I, course, I want but... Jetson cars. You know, I just don't understand yeah. why. We well, that's why we talk. That it's now. 2015. This is when Back to the Future Two came out. Ah, so where are true. those flying cars? Where's that hovering skateboard? Yeah, we need. Where things is that hover. stuff that Robert Zemeckis told us we were going to have in it's 1985? What it's a jerk here. off! No, it's not here, and we're still got to wait. Well, anyway, that's our show for today. I think wow. it was a pretty good one. It went, went pretty fast, fast right? Yeah. I know it's fun. It's a super fun hour, and I think we talked about a lot of stuff, including sports. Listen, the Final Four. I forgot to tell you. I think. I don't know. You know, I got Kentucky. I got to have Kentucky beat Wisconsin. I, I'm not sure about Michigan State and Duke. I, I can't give you my picks this week. I don't know. I'm, I, I'm, I'm not going to bet against Kentucky. So assume I'm taking that. I think everything's by five. Duke by five over Michigan State. I'm not sure. I might take Michigan State to cover in that one. But we'll know next week. And then we'll know about the ratings and the yeah. biblical stuff. Yeah, we knew. Which will be interesting. It'll be Jesus interesting. Jesus versus Moses. You know how many people are going to be upset if the Jews win? I, I hope Trevor we, Noah. I hope we win. Trevor Noah would be very upset. <laughs> and we'll see you next week on the Dave Juskow Podcast. Have a great week, everybody, and a great Passover and a great Easter Sunday. Mm-hmm.